Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's edition of the Pause, Run, Play podcast. It's been a freaking fortnight since we've hung out and done this. Hi, Josh. Hello. It's me. Hello, Vince. Hello, it's me too. How are you? I'm good. You're looking all cozy over there. Yes, I dressed like Christmas. <laughs> you guys got the Christmas motto down. And I'm like, hi, here's a shacket. And I did the top <laughs> button up because I'm like, I'm still hipster enough a for fancy. this maybe. <laughs> Last night watching this movie, the, the I, I actually bought this movie like years and years and years ago. This is one of my favorite movies. Same though. <clears throat> um, did you notice that the music for at the wait screen is like just like Christmas music. Mm-hmm. I just let that play for like a long, long time before I actually hit play on the movie. I was like making my ice cream in the corner, <laughs> just doing my thing. I was like Marco Poloing someone. I'm just like, I don't normally listen to Christmas music, but it was kind of appropriate <laughs> for tonight. It was kind of nice. It's getting me in the Christmas spirit. So like you're talking about like making ice cream in the corner and the visual that I have is like <laughs> you hunched over like Smeagol, like <laughs> my, ice my, cream. My precious. Like what's the deal with this ice cream? Like you've talked to us about it. Like you love oh, this man. certain type of ice cream. I love. Uh, you make yeah. it at home, right? Yeah, I got a creamy, a ninja creamy machine and I've been making t- ice cream twice a day. I literally, um, so clean, simple eats. Man, we're just throwing out names of companies like crazy right now. Sponsor, hey, us. sponsor, sponsor. Us. Um, they had a big sale on protein powders, and this mm-hmm. is how you make these ice creams: is you like put protein powders in there for like flavoring and for some extra health benefits, you know. Anyway, this company just released their Black Friday deals, and they dropped all these different flavors. So I've got pumpkin pie, eggnog. Uh, pistachio, German chocolate cake, all of these different protein powders that I hope are going to be good. They literally just got delivered to my door this morning. So tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow we're going to try some new going to have the best workout of his life because <laughs> yeah. like, I'm going to do double and protein. I'm just like pound freaking ice cream in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where you have it. Like Vince just eating ice cream in the corner, but it's not just any ice cream. It's swole ice cream. Yeah, my swole. Yeah. My swole. Yeah, my swole ice cream. I was going to say swole cream, and I was like, I don't think I want to say that. <laughs> you have to put this in a reel now. <laughs> I mean, like, my, what is it? My swole cream in the I got corner. That. I, I think it's local, right? Isn't that that bucked, bucked up? Bucked isn't up. That, oh, yeah, yeah, isn't yeah. that a local one? Uh-huh. I have one of their flavors, and it's swole whip. Because swole it whip? Like, tastes like that like Disney <laughs> Dole Whip or whatever. But they're like, oh, it's the swole whip. I don't like it. <laughs> like it. <laughs> hey Vince, we'll leave you and your swole cream be here in a minute after. I'll let you guys try some bit later. <laughs> if I leave this house and this jacket no longer fits, I'll be like, why did I try this cream? Ah! Anyhow, Josh, what you been up to lately, man? <laughs> I did want to, I've been up to nothing much. I did want to kind of comment on something Vince is talking about before. What's up? Uh-huh. When you're talking about the, the Christmas music on the menu, oh, yeah, the yeah. Krampus. <clears throat> I guess that's like if there was one thing that I, I could possibly change about streaming services. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I just watched this on a streaming service. And so I didn't get that experience of the the Christmas music in the middle or, or anything like that. And I think that that's probably one thing I would change. It's not that, you know, because I do like to be able to just hit play and let it go. I'll but add places that have to cool, like either good Christmas music or just little interesting things, little Easter eggs on like a menu title. That's something that I miss that mm-hmm. you almost don't get to see anymore because mm-hmm. of streaming services. Totally agree. And to add on top of that, bonus content. Mm. As soon as this one ended, I jumped into the bonus content. They had an alternate ending to the movie. They had what? making of where they like actually showed like the puppets and how they built the puppets. And 
interviews with the <clears throat> with the actors and the director himself and like what his inspiration was. Like I used to do this all the time when I used to buy DVDs yeah. or, or Blu-rays. Like I would buy them. I remember buying Man of Steel. And it was such a fun night. I literally watched that movie. It's like a two and a half hour long movie. Beautiful and movie. as soon as it ended, I watched every one of the bonus content things on that Blu-ray disc, how they made it, freaking Henry Cavill's workout, like all that kind of stuff. It was, it was fun. I ended up sitting there in front of the, the TV for like four hours just watching this stuff. And I don't do that anymore now. It's like that, that extra like 40 minutes or whatever of bonus content, you waste trying to figure out which movie to watch on streaming. See, 40 stuff. minutes, not that. I'm thinking an extra eight hours because it's <laughs> yeah. obviously it's got to be like that one scene in community where they get the, the special edition dark Knight Blu-ray DVD yeah. and all of it's like, I know we're going to do regular director's cut, <laughs> director's cut with this commentary and then regular cool down. Like yeah. the whole thing. It's like, but when you talk about this, I didn't even think about that until you brought it up. I'm like, Holy crap. Because I do. So I'm an, I'm an, I'm an Apple user. And so I do everything through like Apple movies and iMovies and stuff like that. Like I buy a lot Sell of out. movies. Still. I, I am my Apple computer right here. <laughs> my Pay iPhone us, Apple. right there. My iPad over here. <laughs> I got the eye underwear on too. But like, what an interesting thing. Cause I remember <clears throat> very distinctly, like doing the same type of thing. And like, you like going and getting it. Right. And that's what uh -huh. you want. You're like, Oh, that's the movie you want. It just like goes right into it. But like what was cool is there was artwork. Like I actually was thinking about this the other day because my brothers on the on the, somehow they had pulled this up from my parents' basement. But it was the disc for How to Train Your Dragon. Ooh. And like, do you guys remember like like I don't buy DVDs anymore, but I haven't thought about this until I saw this today. I was like, like they put so much effort and work into creating like a cool out of box out of box experience in a disc. I know you sometimes buy steelcase movies, right? No, I've night. always wanted to. Like, A24 has their collection, collector's edition movies that I really want to get into. I just, it's so hard to spend that amount of money yeah. on something. That's, here's <clears> the problem. <throat> and this is, like, the, the two-sided, two-faced type of deal with it. Because I'm like, I miss that. I miss that. Then at the same time, I'm like, I'm not going to pull out my DVD player for something that's available somewhere streaming. Yeah, oh, so 100%. Like, my and DVD player is not even plugged in. It's sitting under my TV, like in the stack of junk, and it's just down there. I don't even own one. See, I don't. I own have my either. PlayStation that I, I think use. My work, Xbox. Yeah. I haven't put a disc in in so long. I have a DVD that's one decade old. A DVD player. That's a one little decade. DVD or a Blu-ray. Uh, a blue uh, DVD Blu-ray player that's a decade oh, old yeah, that we got when we got ones. married, <clears throat> and it's, it's what it does. It's I used it for a long time when we first got together because it also had Netflix built into it. Like it was cool. Like we could do both. And then one day I bought an Apple TV and I've not pulled that out really since. I, I feel still guilty have, about it. I still have like a small collection of movies that yeah. because I got rid of a lot of discs and everything. And don't get me wrong, there are a ton of DVDs in our house, mostly because Jaleesa inherited a ton of them from her mother and she loves them having them, even though we don't watch the actual discs themselves. She loves having them there. And I like having my like set of 10. I have like seven Christopher Nolan movies and a few others as well. Yeah, and that's just weird though. Is like, do you remember? Like, we used to buy all this stuff. I want to highlight though, guys. I just signed back into Letterbox because I was wanting to get back on and post a bunch of stuff because I've been watching a lot of cool movies lately. But we got dog guests today. We got two. We got our sorry guys. They're just scratching my doors. I don't want to have to <laughs> repaint my door again. What again? If they bump a camera, I apologize. Yeah, they're just dogs. Just come along for the ride. 
go Harry, back Sorry to derail the conversation there too, guys, but oh, I heard scratchy, good. scratchy, and I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> you been watching anything fun lately that you want to call out and highlight really quick? Um, let's see. I'm going back to the <laughs> last movie we did on my Letterboxd, which was Rosemary's Baby mm-hmm. with Michael. Shout Holy out. Holy cow, been Two months. And so it's been a little bit. Uh, so looking from then, obviously I've watched quite a few. I watched a few other Halloween movies to wrap up sort of that season. Mm-hmm. And even as someone who loves horror and Halloween movies very, very much, I think I might have overdone it this year. I was and doing it for like... we made you watch a horror Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing. I still love it. I still love it. But it was like, I think I started in mid-August. So it was like two and a half months You just kind like of like went off straight. on it, didn't you? Well, because here's the thing. My birthday is in early August. Yeah. And then... Like, what's there to look forward to after that until Halloween? And especially as someone who enjoys spooky season. Mm. I'm, I know you guys are thinking about it. And I'm sorry. I just like, I know, I know. What is it? Labor Day or other stuff. It's I have a birthday in September. You can celebrate me next year. <laughs> okay. Good. So Vince's birthday then will be yeah. the official start of spooky movie season <laughs> next year. Because even though I loved it and I watched so many horror movies, by the end I was like, Done. I think like it was November 1st or 2nd. I sat down to watch a movie and Jesus like, what do you want to watch? And I was like, anything but a horror movie. Like <laughs> I've watched a down. lot and I still love them. And it's one of my favorite genres, yeah. anything. So anyways, I watched a lot of different stuff. I watched Killers of the Flower Moon, which I might've mentioned because I don't know when we recorded that last one, but either way, it was a great movie. Uh, one of my, it'll definitely be on my top 10 of 2023. So I'm sure will. When we get to that episode, you'll probably hear me talk a little bit more about that. Um, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Also another solid movie from 2023. Currently on my top 10. We'll see if it ends there. And then I've watched a lot of different stuff. I've watched a lot of animated movies with Jaleesa because she made a lot of concessions and watched a lot of horror movies with me over the last little bit. And she likes watching the old Disney and whatever movies. And so we've watched a lot of those. Watched any Studio Ghibli? Uh, She's been watching some Studio Ghibli. She has a friend that she hangs out with from work and they both really like it. And so I've walked in and out of a few, but I haven't watched any of them with her recently because i've watched some just i think i'm gonna time. go see the boy in the heron this week because it's, it's coming out i've heard so yeah but, i heard it's great yeah. yeah but mainly the biggest two that are movies that i've been wanting to watch for forever that are like movies that are kind of right up my alley but i just never had ladybird and mm. Booksmart. Wait, you've never watched Ooh. ladybird i never watched ladybird <laughs> and i never watched bookmark that's a good double book smart Back-to-back movies with uh, Beanie Ferguson, I think is her name, who mm-hmm. is this kind of, not star, but star in Booksmart and then kind of star because it's mostly Sorcerer Ronin, but she's still her best friend in that one as well. Great movies. I think I give them both four stars on Letterboxd. Really, really good. Right up my alley. Just those ones that, I don't know. Do you guys like have those movies? Like, Because I'm done now. We can move to what you guys have been watching. Do you guys have like those movies that... It's a movie that you know you'll like. Like everyone is like, oh, this is a movie you'd like, or it'll be good, or whatever, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But it just sits on your list for years, yeah, for a long time. Like Booksmart has been <laughs> one that's been in my mind, but not a lot of people have mentioned it that I think I would like. Lady Bird, especially Cade. Cade has told me a million times. He's like, dude, y- I know that you would love Lady Bird. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, why haven't you watched it yet? I, I think that's a funny thing to talk about. Like, what's on your list? Oh, man. It's like the, like, I use this example, like the book list next to your bed or the, the stack of books that you want to read, right? Mm-hmm. Or you get more books and you just keep stacking them up mm-hmm. and eventually you'll read them. Not always, you know, so it happens, but... Um, I'm going to go really quickly on what I've been watching. Yeah, Nothing too crazy. I've been watching. I've been really into Neil Blomkamp lately again. Um, is that how you say his name? Blomkamp? Blomkamp. Blom- mm-hmm. Yeah, Blomkamp. Um, sorry. 
Blow Camp. <laughs> We're unhinged tonight. Um, but Neil Blow Camp, I watched Chappie, then I watched District Nine, and then I watched Elysium, uh, mm. which all great films. I really like him as a director. I like the the actors he chooses in his films, and I like the way that he portrays the stories. He's a South African um, director, so it's really cool. I did do a couple of rewatches of some old films that I want to highlight really quickly. Brooklyn, which is a Saoirse Ronan film, but it's based off a book that I read called Brooklyn as well. And then I'm just going to say it, guys. I rewatched again Alita Battling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting, but it should have. I will really? I'm not going to say what I was expecting because what were you yeah, expecting? Do, I'm not going to <laughs> say it. I won't say it because I've you made a it. note not to say it because it's been like six episodes. Shrek? You say his name it's three been- times, he'll appear <laughs> into the beer. It's been like six episodes since you brought him up. And I didn't mean to be the one to break the streak. Yeah, but it, it was <laughs> that's like, what I thought you were going to say. No, no, no. Uh, that's a good, a good call out. I did not watch Shrek. Um, but I did um, think about it a few times. And of course you did. the thing, <laughs> I just like movies that like I think are fun, right? And Shrek is always a fun film. It is aged terribly, but I love it. Oh, everybody stand. seems to love it on the internet, so. Yes! Love Shrek! I'm in the minority for sure. How's it feel? I know. <laughs> I don't what have you been watching? Yeah. <laughs> but I've been watching. I rewatched Battle Alita Battle Angel, and it was great. It was wonderful. I can't wait for the second I, one if I'll, it really does happen. Yeah, I'll watch it again when the next one comes out. Yes. If the next one comes out. Um, but then I also want to do my, you know, monthly plug for Martin Dullard on YouTube. He's building his yeah. cabins in the Alps still. He built a fireplace recently, and it's amazing. And uh, that's why I've been watching. I started following Maddie Matheson on Instagram, and my feet has never been better. Yeah, yeah. The man is unhinged. I freaking love that guy. Yeah. Like, I'm never going to cook anything he cooks, but I love his shorts. He just makes me laugh. He's just, he's just, mm. he's been on this, like, uh, health and fitness kit. Right he's now. lost so much weight. Yeah, he's lost a ton. And every time he posts, like, stories after he does a w- workout, he's like, I did a little walkie, did some steppies. And he's like, but don't worry, guys. The boiler's still here. And like, <laughs> had his stomach, he's still got the boiler. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like Maddie Matheson is my favorite, like, it's funny. I've like thought about like completely getting off social multiple times and I've went on breaks of like 30 to 90 days. Like it's uh-huh. been fun and I love it. Uh, but Maddie Matheson is one person I miss. Luckily YouTube exists so for me. He's um, the guy from the bear, the handyman. He's a, uh, starts oh, with an R. He's, he's nice. like, he got famous on internet for his cooking yeah, videos yeah, yeah. and he's freaking hilarious. He's, and he runs some amazing restaurants. Shout out Maddie Matheson's restaurants and he has a farm. Oh, uh, that's cool. Dang. That's crazy. He yeah. starts every one of his videos like, hey, Maddie! And then he goes into it, and it makes me laugh every single time. He's like, what's up, guys? It's Maddie Matheson. Yeah. Today we'll be cooking. There's he does, one. like, reverb to it, too. Yeah. It's, it just it cracks me up. One of, he one just of, makes me laugh. One of my favorite ones is, I can't remember, he's making, uh, freak, it's a burger, and he's, like, talking about what to do with the onions. Like, I don't even care what you do with your onions. You can you can just eat them with a the skin saw. Like, just put them <laughs> all in your mouth and just chew. And I was like, I've never stopped laughing about that. So it's, it's funny and good stuff. But Vince, what have you been watching? Uh, okay, so I got to shout out the new Scott Pilgrim vs. the World animated TV show. Mm-hmm. Just yes. finished that a couple of nights ago. It was really good. Um, animation is awesome. The It was very, very creative. It has that comic book. I never read the comic books, but I was a super fan of the movie when it came out. Like, super, super mm-hmm. fan. Um, I watched that so many times. Got all my friends to go to it. All of them were just like, what is this? I'm like... Just, it's good, I promise. Anyway. When the, did that come out? 
Was that was that before you went to Puerto Rico Probably or after? No, it was after. Okay, I've been in snow. Thousand. Okay. I was like trying to think because I was like, I have to date my life and time sometimes after. Yeah. Before Vegas, post. Yeah. <laughs> pre or post Puerto Rico. If you guys, if you guys want to know, pre Puerto Rico events, I saw him on a cell phone for two years, every <laughs> single like pretty much every day. And then when Vince and I became human friends, not just cell phone friends, it was great. 2010. Yeah. 2010. It's old. So the new animated show, mm-hmm. awesome animation, really cool to a uh, twist on the story. It's all not the same cast, right? All the same cast. The first episode, you'll watch it and be like, "Oh, this is just the movie done again." Just not. It, it felt like someone was doing a cover, like mm-hmm. a best a best hits of the cover in the first episode. End of the fe- first episode, it does its own thing. Mm-hmm. So get through to episode two. They're only like 20, 30 minute long episodes. The animation is beautiful. The creativity, the storyline is really interesting. Like hundred percent recommend. Other than that, I don't know why, but I've been drowning in the monster verse right now. Uh, I've been watching uh, monarch or whatever it's called. I don't remember what uh-huh. it's called on Apple TV. Mm-hmm. And then I went and saw Godzilla minus one. In the, I heard that in the was IMAX theater the great. other day, it was really good. Um, it's it's a Japanese well, t- it's a Japanese movie, yeah. released in the U.S. all in Japanese. It's they're basically rebooting the Godzilla franchise over there, yeah. And it's very, <clears throat> it's very small story about a, a, a group of Japanese guys right after World War II, you know, oh. or or a group of Japanese people yeah. after World War II and it's the people versus Godzilla and it doesn't have King Kong jumping around and over the top special effects it's like very grounded and very emotional mm-hmm. and it's I like these movies better I'm not a big monster kaiju movie guy mm-hmm. so I like a lot of people are giving this like way high stars I gave it like a three and a half which is really good for me because like Godzilla versus Kong and those other ones I was given like one and a half and twos, you know, mm-hmm. like it's fun to watch things blow up, but the stories were just like, what is this? This one focuses more on the story and the relationship of the characters. It just happens to be Godzilla going on at the same time, you know? Um, so I actually heard that like, if you're going to go see this movie, like this was from a friend he posted, he goes, yeah, I didn't realize I'd be emotionally unprepared for a Godzilla movie. Is yeah. what he wrote. So <laughs> like when you say that, like it was focused on the characters. I didn't know anything else about this movie other than what my friend said. Now what you said. And I like, I like these kind of movies like Jurassic park where it's like you focus on the people. And when you see the fights and stuff happening, you see it from the perspective of the people and understand how big the consequences are to these big, like monsters destroying everything mm-hmm. like they're running around underneath their feet and you see how you know, get the perspective of how big they are you kind of lose mm-hmm. that when godzilla and and king kong are fighting you're just looking at the whole city it's just like oh yeah that's a city but you don't really like recognize the destruction and how many people are dying in this mm-hmm. moment so i don't know i kind of like this one more because it was that you know um but i definitely recommend it especially if you're a monsterverse fan like the tv show's been Fine. I haven't like really connected to it, but I'm only on episode three, so I'm not really de- Kurt Russell barely showed up, so I'm mm. expecting it to take off. But yeah, it's been kind of fun. The MonsterVerse is an interesting thing. I have a weird relationship with it. I keep going back for some reason. Um, I always walk <laughs> away just being like just rolling so my eyes. It's like Fast and the Furious, you know? I just roll my <laughs> eyes, but I had a good time, you know? But he watched Fast X. 
<laughs> Definitely going to be on Vince's top 10 of the year. No, <laughs> literally have to see. number 10 because it's X. <laughs> and then there was a Godzilla X Kong trailer that just came out. Yes. So I watched that and I thought to myself, this is going to be terrible. I'll be there opening night. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't stay away. He'll I want to see popcorn. these big IMAX movies. You can sit down and he'll be seated. So so here's my question. Like you bring this up. Like I'm not a fan of the kaiju type thing, like the big monster thing. How did you feel about Pacific Rim? I didn't like him. I didn't like I know I, did, I saw the first them? one. I didn't like I saw so I only the first one. second one. Yeah, I didn't bother the second one. I loved Pacific Rim, but I would love to have a bigger discussion about it because I think it's like kind of cool. Like it's kind of like a steampunk futuristic type vibe. But I don't always love the big, when you talk about the monster verse, like, eh, I can well, give or take it. Thing, like, I don't man. get excited about it. I was a huge Power Rangers fan growing up, like, as a kid. Like, that makes sense. And that's kind of the same thing as Pacific Rim, <sighs> right? Like, I, jumping I, I, in their giant robots and fighting in the middle of the city? No, 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 no. no. A little different? <laughs> no. I don't know how to talk about this right now. Actually. I don't know if Casey I, is actually so right, no. Add that one to the list. I will watch Pacific I, Rim I with don't you again. I will watch like one and two and we can have your a discussion. childhood love and stuff like that. But like, we're talking like. <sighs> Are you about to make a lot of people on the internet mad, Casey? Don't Poss- talk bad on Power Rangers, man. I will talk bad on Power Rangers. Dude, whoa. <laughs> And it's not that I'm going to be like, oh, Power Rangers are the worst thing, because I was also a fan of Power Rangers. The Green, Ra- the Green Ranger could take Shrek any day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, okay, I, I want to highlight this. So we're talking Power Rangers versus specific rim. For me, like we're talking you get one chicken nugget for Power Rangers. Okay. And you get the big 10-piece meal <laughs> for a freaking Pacific Rim. Like, there's a difference in your experience. All right. And so now that you have a big fancy TV, a big cozy couch, you can watch it in the solitude and peace of your own home and sit in admiration and remember <laughs> that Shrek will take the Green Ranger any day of the week. I watch Pacific Rim again if you want to do an episode on it. Done. I'll okay. Do that with you. Sold. Okay, but anyhow, that's great. I'm glad. I don't want to argue with you anymore. I just was like, I was just like, what? Save the arguing no. for the episode. Yeah, we'll, we'll have an episode on it, and I'll, I'll talk big on it. Uh, like the MonsterVerse, though, that's not something I think I about very it. often. Talk I big I about that. the big monster movie. What's your least favorite monster in all the MonsterVerse, though, is my question. I don't know my name by name. I know Godzilla and I know King Kong and there's a big three headed dragon and a Mothra. Oh, the turtle guy. (laughs) (laughs) See, this is what I was looking for. Actually, I used to know the name of the turtle guy. I can't remember anymore. He was my favorite. I used to watch like bad clips from the old Japanese shows. Good. Gamora. No. Are you not turtly enough uh, for the turtle remember. club? <laughs> turtle, 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 turtle. Do you know that reference? That's sort of yes. Okay. Do you know that reference? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. You're better off. <laughs> <laughs> it was a terrible movie. Because that's, what is that? Dana Carvey? Is yeah, that Dana Carvey. That? Oh, it was good. Uh, no, I, good call out though. Anything else you've been watching you want to talk about? No, nah, that's it for me. Great. Well, let's talk about Krampus. Let's do it. I want to talk about Krampus. Do you guys know about Krampus? Krampus is a I don't know. I don't want to say a fictional or a fake character or anything like that. Whatever. I might have used those words incorrectly. Internet. He's correctly. as real as Santa, right? Yeah, it's so true, right? Saying? Krampus is 
the real deal. Actually, I want to teach my child about Krampus. And is, like, is the Krampus, is the, is he the se- the guy that Dwight dresses up as in the office? The Belschnickel. Oh, yeah. They're the different. Belsch- he dresses so. up as Belschnickel, which is different, but I think one of the top reviews on Letterboxd was like, uh, this was the Christmas party that Dwight wanted the <laughs> office to have. Like, oh. 100%. So, so, but, but Krampus is like this Germanic like anti-Santa, like that comes and gets you. The ghost of and Santa. Yeah, literally like wrecks your life if you're not good, grateful. And it's, it's. I think it all comes from just, you know, folklore and Christianity mixing like so many great things. However, what a cool freaking story. And Vince, you're the one who was like, we should watch this. You want to watch the Krampus. Can you tell us a little bit about why you wanted to watch the Krampus? Like kind of like really quickly, like what yeah. about this film? It's like, yes. Uh, so we saw, me and my ex-wife saw this one in theaters <clears throat> and immediately we're like, well, this is going to be our yearly tradition. We're watching this every single year. Like we both fell in love with this. So we watched it. Yeah, back to back years for a long, long time. And then after we got divorced, I just never got back to it again. So this is the first time I've watched it in like four years. And I loved it all over again. <laughs> like this movie is amazing. Um, uh, it, I love the use of puppetry. Um, it reminds me so much of like gremlins or something. You know, it's like this, this happy, takes this happy holiday and flips it on its head and makes it a horror movie just like gremlins, gremlins does. But it does it in a fun, silly um I'd say, like, we talked a little bit about those, like, transitional horror movies where, like, you're young and you want something that kind of scares you, but you're not ready for the, like, scary, scary stuff. So you want to get that, like, <clears throat> that that just, like, rush of, mm-hmm. of, of fear or whatever, you know? Fear dopamine. This is, this is one of those movies exactly. Like, it's it takes itself seriously, but it's also, like, very comedic. You know, it even used, I noticed this time around that it even uses, like, funny, like, cartoon uh, a sound effects like mm-hmm. when someone hits their head it's like bonk you know or like when they slide it's like <laughs> whoop, 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 you know kind of things <laughs> and so it, like it takes this very like serious tone and then it also like gives it some like comedic effort to it and it's just it's just a fun time it i love holiday movies i love traditional movies um i love the the callback to those like 80s like puppets and stuff it just has everything that i wanted in a, in a christmas horror movie yeah, I was really, when I first saw a very similar thing, we went and saw it in theaters, like, very fun. Like, it has been a Christmas tradition for us as well. And when you're like, oh, let's do it, I was like, okay, because you said the Krampus. And I was like, oh. Is that not what it's called? No, I'm, is it just called Krampus? And is, is it pronounced Krampus or Krampus? I never get into that right now. I, I think, depending on where you're from, what you say. I'm going to say. But, I think like, so is there one called the Kr- the Krampus? That is I'm pretty different? sure it's a B film. Oh, okay. So they made, they made this one, and then they've made... Casey accidentally few, watched that. <laughs> I watched the B film, and let me tell you, Krampus, a lot different than I remember. <laughs> just five feet, two inches tall, scary face, lovely body. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> lovely body. <laughs> <laughs> but like what's interesting is there their alternate vi- f- film versions of the so I was like oh man are you talking about the one with Adam Scott I think is what I asked it's pretty much and you're like oh yeah that one I was like okay good yeah but like oh I love this movie so much and I, I agree with you on the take and what's funny for me is like I loved kind of like the folklore element of it with kind of like the crazy monsters and then but I also was reminded of puppetry but in different in the old Rankin Bass type movies, you know, the we, I watched you watch as a kid that like from the fifties and stuff, they're like all oh, the puppets doing things. Like I thought about that kind of stuff in the Holly Jolly from that. And so now that I bring this up and b- 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 mutter through and Vince and I have kind of talked about this, Josh, you have not seen this movie. 
And we're not going to go too far into spoiler territory. It's it's an old movie now. It's eight years old now, by the way, guys. Yeah, it came out like 2015. Is that what it was? Yeah. I think 2015. Yeah. I December always think. 2015. Well, it's not too long ago. No, it's, it's long. almost the eight years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but what was your thought when we're like, oh, we're going to watch this movie? Like, what did eight you? Eight years ago yesterday. Exactly. Yeah, December 4th it came out, 2015. Damn. I hate that so much. <sighs> Just missed it by one day. What were we thinking? <laughs> um, Happy anniversary, Krampus. Sorry your party sucks. <laughs> Sorry your party sucks, babe. <laughs> nice. Uh, I had not heard of this movie until you recommended it for us to watch. How did you miss it? I was in Brazil. I was in Brazil right in the middle of it. So I was in Brazil on a church mission while this movie came out and I was in Brazil from 2014 to 2016. So when it was marketed and then when it came out and any like after hype or anything like that, I was just gone. I'd never heard of this movie ever because you were like, let's watch Krampus. And I was like, okay, like Krampus movie. That sounds cool. I was definitely picturing some like eighties, nineties, like old (laughs) horror movie, some type of deal or whatnot. And then I was like, we make you watch. And then I looked up something about it and I saw Adam Scott was in it and I was like, oh, okay, crazy. That was pretty much the only thing other than, I was like, okay, it's going to be Krampus movie and Adam Scott's in it. I'm down, I'm in, let's do it. I'm excited. I start watching the movie and we've got Adam Scott and Tony Collette heading up this Christmas horror movie and I'm like, I'm in for a treat. Let's go. I was super excited. It was a fun time. I just love, because there's so much going on about it because it has all of those holiday, like, classic like like things that you'll see in regular holiday movies too you know like the cousins people coming to visit people arguing with their political views doing this and that this isn't spoiled i mean like i guess no, it's, no. It's, it's pretty you know that's just what you're gonna see you know come christmas time when you go to your in-laws or whatever <laughs> like everyone arguing about politics and people doing this and that and fighting and it's just what happens right there's all of that but with krampus and he <laughs> I just, I was not ready for, uh, sorry, no more until we hit spoilers. <laughs> no, no more until, until we, we spoilers. get spoilers. I liked it. It was good. It was a fun time and I'm happy I watched it. Definitely will be revisiting it. Yes. I'm so proud of you. Did did Julissa watch it with you? She did. Yes. Now I can actually Lisa about it because I'm serious. <laughs> what was her thought? Did she like it? She liked it. I mean, like she watched. She was only like playing the switch, like while she watched. (laughs) This is a horror movie. It's a horror movie. You (laughs) You have have to to watch the horror movies, or you don't feel it. Yeah, that's why we put chains on our couch so you can't touch your phones. (laughs) Yeah, Vince doesn't allow. Lock your their arms down to the arms of the chairs so they don't. And it's like it's like a a Clockwork Orange, where they peel the eyes open. You watch this with me. <laughs> so this is starting to step into 1984 territory as well. However, I love it. Thank you. Where to get started? All right. Peel in the eyes. But Vince, you got the deets on this movie? Yep, we got some deets. Uh, release date, like we said, December 4th, 2015. Um, directed by Michael Dotry. Doherty. Written by Todd Casey, Michael Doherty, and Zach Shields. Stars Adam Scott as Tom, Tony Collette as Sarah, David Koshner as Howard, Allison Tolman as Linda, M- and MJ Anthony as Mac, who is the kid. Who, Casey, I wrote this down for you, also plays John Favreau's son in the movie Chef. Which oh, Yes, actually, I did know shoot. this. Yeah, he's the, he's the son from Chef. But I made the connection now. I had no idea. 
Um, cost $61.5 million to make. Uh, apparently, I didn't write down how much it actually made, but it, it made like $60 million or something. Like, it made a lot of money. Also, we got to shout out the grandma. We can't forget her. Did oh, yeah, yeah. Her? I got her on here, too. Uh, Krista Stadler. Uh, no, I don't have her on here. I don't think I saved. It's okay. I just want to shout out the anyway. grandma because she's great. Krista oh, she Stadler. was so good in this. Yeah. She's the per- yeah, the perfect German grandma. Oh, and that's another thing I loved about this movie. We're going to get into it. But it's another. Oh, it's just, this movie has everything. A it good does. Christmas movie has all the Christmas tropes, and this has it. Well, the spoiler button has been hit. Yeah. Bam, Last spoilers. thing. Oh, sorry. Uh, it's just the letterbox average review. It's only at a two point nine and out of five, and I think that's a that's a freaking shame. Well, would you like to know how Google users feel about it as well? Sure, only if it's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, I think IMDb said like a six or something. I think I was at six point two out of ten, sixty six percent, three out of five for most yeah, come things. Come on, I want to say it's. Fresh for both critics and audience. Six tomatoes. Sixty nine percent of Google users <laughs> like this. Nice. <laughs> like I even went back and looked at my original review, and I only gave it a three and a half. But if I were to re-add it onto my list, I would give it a four. Yeah, good. I loved it. I loved it. I guess not. Sixty six percent critics, fifty two percent audience. I don't know what people didn't like about this movie. Spoiler button's been hit. Yeah, let's hit yeah. the spoilers. They just wanted. Creepy big Krampus, and when they saw the worm with the the clown worm with the teeth, they didn't like it. They got too scared, and they gave it bad reviews. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's what's crazy about the show. Is like right, like you you go into it and you're expecting oh Krampus, so I'm expecting some elves and Krampus, and holy crap, they pulled out all of Santa's goodies and literally laid it on us. On what show. was the because the really the first thing because you I think you see the snowman you see. Krampus, mm-hmm. like jumping around on the roofs. The hooves. When, uh, well, yeah, you see the hooves. Mm. You see him jumping roof to roof when what's her face is going to her boyfriend's house, mm-hmm. right? And she kind of gets. I think her name was. Yeah, something like that. Uh, and then, I think after that, the first thing you see because it was the first thing that I was. This was where I was like, oh, like this is not going to be what I thought it was going to be. Is the gingerbread man, I think, if <gasps> I remember right. Is it or is it not? Uh, you do get a glimpse of the jack-in-the-box mm-hmm. um, underneath the, the van, the DHL van that she hides underneath. Oh. Um, and it does, so she's hiding. So she she's running away from the Krampus. He's jumping yep. across the rooftops. He lands, she hides underneath the bus, and then he jumps away and disappears, and then you start hearing that. And it slowly opens up, and you just see the top of the head kind of cutting, and then it cuts away. I was going to say. So you get a taste of it right there. Mm -hmm. But then I think you're right. I don't think you actually get a monster unless you can, unless you... At, uh, unless you count the count the snowmen. Or the snowmen. Well, the snowmen snowmen are built by the dark elves. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, and the, do you know what the dark elves and are yeah, called? Yeah, I guess the snake underneath the snow too. Do you know what the dark the elves one. are called? What their name no. is? They're called sheep harassers. Is what they sheep they, harassers? Yeah, that's the name of it. So they're huh. like the the name name of it. And I thought this was funny. It goes, I'm gonna butcher this because I don't speak German. Stecker, star. It's like me trying to read these uh, yeah. actors and directors' <laughs> names over here. Yeah, but like it, it literally means like sheep coat clawed, and huh. it's like a sheep harasser. But they're like those those guys build those and bring them out and type stuff with the magic, which is That's really cool. cool. Um, but I kind of love it. I love how this movie starts. It like it it like I said, 
like I was ranting about right before we got into spoilers, it really hits all of the Christmas tropes. You know, you got the you got the the family that just wants a good Christmas picture, but they can't get one. There's starts the big fight down at the store and the creepy Santa like eyeballing the daughter. You got the uh, Christmas vacation style brother in law showing up who's like a gun nut and just like super like gross and with the annoying cousins annoying cousins no one's getting along and that first like 20 minutes of the movie is just like very much a christmas movie where nothing really weird happens it's just setting up this mood of just like this Mm -hmm. christmas vibe and the unease of that kind of like what's going on like the discomfort of everyone coming together and how they complain and like they talk about the food and then the grandma's in there baking cookies and did you make a christmas list oh the freaking did you write aunt. your letter to santa she was the worst the old aunt <laughs> the old aunt yes. that shows up and just has nothing good to say i oh. fell for tony colette's character so much in this movie <laughs> it's just like i would not invite these people and that's another thing that i love about it is like once all said and done uh, Adam Scott, Tom's character has a lot of good like one-liners about like why do we do this? You know, where Max, Max is that his name, the son? Yeah, is just like asking him like why do we keep inviting these fa- these people over? And and Adam Scott like doesn't really have a good answer for it. You know, he's just like, oh, you kind of got me, but you know, maybe it's to remind us, you know, to go out of our way to love love one another. You know, but at the end of this like horror movie about Christmas, it really has a good message about the importance of family and what we do for each other. Yeah. And I, it's just, it's got everything. This has got so much. So you want to know the, the message that I got from this movie? Yes. It's the, it's the main theme. It's what they try to drive home. Consumerism is bad. (laughs) (laughs) Like that was literally like me halfway through the movie. I was like, I wasn't walking into this expecting to get a lecture on <laughs> consumerism and how I need to, you know, not do all this stuff. Because well, the way it starts, too, I wasn't ready. Because, yeah, it started in, and it eventually it showed the family there and getting the pictures and whatnot. But originally it's playing Silent Night, I think, right, as people do the Black Friday shopping mm. and people hitting each other Such and going crazy sequence. and stuff. And I was like, what is going on here? The madness of the season. And, and then it's, you know, you figure out why later because the the grandma, gives, she then gives everyone the lecture. She's like, this is your fault. Like, you all loving all of your things. Like, it's come for us now. It's your fault. <laughs> I loved her answer to the question of, like, do you believe in Santa Claus, too? Where she's just like, Santa is kind of what you make him. This whole holiday is what you make of it, you mm-hmm. know? Sure, I believe in Santa, but it's like, what I it's not like it's an individual person or whatever, I, which I think she does believe in Santa Claus, because how could she not? She got confronted by the Krampus when she was a kid but like if you take that away from it it's just like her point that she made of just like the holidays are what you make of it it's in your heart it's what you feel it's this feeling and you make I don't know it's just really cool well I think where she sits too is like that line of like the old world because she came from right like Germany and Austria I can't remember what they talk about and she talks about like they show the video of her like interacting with the Krampus and like having that experience as a child and like having nothing after the war and all this Which and now was I was going to bring this up. The best part of the movie. I wasn't ready for that. Best part. Like I said, it has all the Christmas tropes, including the stop motion scene. And it's a dark version of the happy Christmas stop motion stuff. It's it's the best part of the movie. Beautiful, dark Christmas indeed. But yeah, she, you're right, man. Like she a hundred percent just, uh, comes from a time and a period where she learned very quickly to appreciate the little things that you have because she didn't have anything when she was a child. 
And I just love how much of a badass she was too. And like no one else could he, he take headed of her instructions. Make another office reference. Um, but she was like, keep the fire warm. And then like an hour later it goes out and that's when all the stuff happened. And then, you know, after so much stuff happens, like, I think it's after the, kid gets pulled up the chimney through the chain through the chain and stuff we'll go to that and then right afterwards you just see the fire go on and she's putting stuff back on and she's like keep the fire warm <laughs> she's like what are you doing she's like, you, you idiots i gave you instructions <laughs> the warrior of the group but yes we can talk about the kid we can talk about probably like a lot of the different kills and, and things that happen that are <laughs> crazy in well, this. well like i'm getting vibes of another horror type film that's going on right there definitely don't want to give spoilers for anything but it rhymes with the purge and so we surge? <laughs> the surge like surge the, the drink splurge the 90s. <laughs> but like what's really fascinating is kind of like that callback for me was kind of there i was like oh, okay cool kind of meets the meets the dynamic and then the fact that like that winter storm came in and I think you guys kind of talked about this, like, but it's like, Oh, it's all going around. And like, Oh man, the guy delivers and the family's there and like, Oh, is this package from you guys? It's like, Nope, must be the boys in blue or something. It's like kind of what the guy says. Right. And it's just straight up a leather sack. Like <laughs> just who's delivering a leather sack to people's houses and bring it in their home type vibe. You're not yes, me. No, obviously. no, I'm not stepping in there. What, what do you call it? The uh, production design. Is that what it's called? Yeah. They freaking killed it in this oh movie. Oh my gosh. And that was another cool thing in the bonus uh the bonus stuff that I walked through is they have like a gallery of like all of the in, the the art that they drew before actually like filming and stuff. Mm-hmm. The creativity that goes into this creepy Christmas style is so so cool. Like you should go look at some of the gingerbread um um sketches that they did before coming yeah. like actually like doing the like cute friend friendly gingerbreads they did some creepy looking gingerbread <laughs> men and it was awesome <laughs> the, like you oh. said the production design on this movie was crazy because you really felt when because you know it's like oh there's a winter storm and you know, you get it like there are those storms in the winter you're looking out especially if you live somewhere where it snows you're looking out and it's like oh like i can barely see the neighbor's house and all this stuff it's crazy but when they went out there it felt like a whole nother level of like apocalypse yeah. because there were these houses with the roofs bashed in these icicles that were bigger than this hanging from these from these things you can't see there's like cars crashed all over the road so the sets and whatever they did to build it and give it that feel it really gave you the chills of that it was that really another world yeah you can't get out it's another you don't have help yeah and uh, none of the neighbors exist it really did feel like a post-apocalyptic moment there when they do that when they go out and they do all this and she's out wandering and all of that so kudos to them like i have to say good call out on and what design. a cool idea to add that like snake thing underneath the snow to make him feel even more trapped you know you can only stay on the path where the snow isn't like nobody's safe not even the little dark elves are safe if they go into the deep snow and i watch that and i every time every single time i watch the movie i think of uh they go into the snow and i think don't go into the tall grass (laughs) you guys know that you know that reference from jurassic park yep too i think it is don't go into the tall grass because the raptors start pulling you out yeah the raptors are such a cool idea that like (laughs) underneath the snow hidden under there there's something that's going to get you not safe anywhere you go so now that we talk about this just this part like 
do you get why people are so superstitious back in the day and like believe so many random things? Because just this scene, I was like, I get it. Nope. I don't, I, nope, not going in deep snow ever again. And I love snowboarding and skiing and <laughs> being outdoors, you know, and doing stuff. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> but what's cool when you bring up the monsters and sorry, I keep direct detracting from it a little bit. And you talk about those kills though. What was your favorite kill, Josh? A favorite? Yeah. The interesting thing is no one ever dies in this. They just disappear. And yeah. that's I, I think why it's another that's one of these good, good like transitional movies is like there's no there's barely a little bit of blood when they bandage up his leg. But other than that, it's just like people disappear. So I, I feel like a 13, 14 year old kid can watch this and it won't be too like jarring, you know? Anyway, yeah. What's I your favorite disappearance? What's your favorite what's my favorite abduction? Favorite abduction. My favorite cramp is abduction. Um, I can tell you my least favorite that again they didn't show because I had to look it up again watching with Julissa was the dog went into the vents and it was just kind of assumed that the <laughs> the, the worm thing kind of got to it before it fell out in front of everyone. So yeah. obviously least favorite always negative points for yeah. the dog. Yeah. Um, it's true though. Here's the thing: I'm trying to remember because I watched it. I think I watched it on Friday, so mm. it's been like a little bit, but. And this could be just because we mentioned it and I'm kind of forgetting some of the other ones. But when, and I don't even remember if it's an abduction, but no, I'll go back to this one because I know it is. The one that we already kind of talked about was the kid in the chains going up through the chimney. Yeah, <laughs> because that one was the fat kid. <laughs> crazy. Well, because that, here's the thing. And that's why like, eventually, like you said, it didn't end up being like too gory or brutal. But that hook comes down, and that thing it just looks menacing. And that's yeah. what, what we're talking about, right? Even though all of it doesn't end up being too crazy, mm-hmm. how the monsters look, how that hook looks, how the chain looks, how creepy and... Oh, I can't talk about that because otherwise I'll stop talking about the kill, but I want to, <laughs> don't let me forget, later to talk about Krampus and how he actually looks. In his face, because it's not what I'd expect, right? But Mm -hmm. anyway, so that was like my favorite one because it was just, it it turned into one of those scenes because it starts out, again, with amazing interior production design of just like, you know, like that nice, quiet night before Christmas, even though it's already kind of been like, oh, there's a storm, but you've got like the fires, embers are there. Everyone's kind of sleeping on the couch in the living room. Like, what's going to happen? And then the hook comes down and it has, what does it have on it? And the fat kid goes for it. It's a gingerbread. All right. That's what I was going to ask you. Did you know the gingerbreads were going to come to life? Was that a surprise? Zero clue. No idea. (laughs) Because the first gingerbread, because later on there's more of them and they kind of like grab like the knives and stuff and they're doing all of that or whatever but that just, first one is on there and then when it comes alive and it's like doing all that stuff i was like that first one especially <laughs> is extra wild and i'm just like what in the heck is happening here? and it makes you like realize at that moment where um i don't remember the guy's name but the redneck dad sees the gingerbread like stabbed up against the yeah. the wall it's just like mm-hmm. oh well, the things are trying to kill people <laughs> i love that moment where he sees it, he's like some sadistic guy to do this you know it's like <laughs> No, they're defending themselves. <laughs> oh, man. What um, about you guys? I think my favorite had to be the whole attic scene mm. when, when all the monsters just like you start to get all of them. But that moment specifically, well, I first I have to say my favorite monster because I have to like 
narrow it down to one, the teddy bear monster. Yes. That was I what I was thinking about saying before. Yeah. So the teddy the bear teeth, monster dude. is Oh, my called, gosh. And when she stabs it in the eye and the green just, like, goo comes out. Oh, dude. Out. I think she almost <laughs> threw up at that part. She was so like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the name for it. Yeah, so that, that one's called Teddy Clow. Teddy Claw. Like Teddy Claw, pretty much, I think is what it is. Teddy Claw? Oh, oh my gosh, that that's great. He's so creepy. Yeah. Um, but there's And two. my favorite is in there, too. It's the Perchetta. What's that? that? The doll. Okay, I'll let you talk about the doll yeah, then. But you go. You my talk, no, talk about it. No, you talk about the doll. Uh, my favorite moment is the creepiness of first seeing the Jack in the Box slug. Um, and she's slowly devouring one of the kids. <clears throat> and you just see it, and it's making this weird noise, you know, and it's like got this giant, like, creepy mouth opened up. And you just see these feet slowly sliding in as she's being, like, digested by this big job of the hut slug <laughs> demon thing. It's just like, what is happening? What is going on? What are these, like, demons in, like, happy clothes, you know? It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, you you talk about the freaking. No, talk the, about it from your doll. perspective first, though. The doll is creepy too. Like them looking up, and you just see it like slowly, you know, open up its wings. And this is the kind of effects. Like, yeah, it could come off a really silly because they're puppets, but they don't. They come out extra creepy because they have that tinge of realism to them. You know, like these. It's like seeing a doll come to life for real. It's I, I've, I've been on a Chucky kick since October. <laughs> you have so been. like, like. I'm so happy they never used a CGI Chucky because it just he's supposed to be a doll and he feels like a doll, you yeah. know? And it's the same with these things. They're supposed to be toys and they feel like toys and it makes it extra creepy that so these things are coming at you. So 100%, I like that you said it could come off real corny because, like, sometimes, like, doll kind of activity or puppeteering becomes it's like, oh, corny. But I hate that doll <laughs> butterfly monster thing. I angel. hate it. The, the bird, angel, devil, whatever it is. I hate dolls already. And that thing, like I was like, I told Allie when we first saw, I was like, that thing comes alive. Boom. Nope. I hate it. That was like, it's the scariest thing to me. Cause like one of the things and like, I don't know how you guys, what your relatives had at their house, but like I had relatives who had curio closets, like the glass closets with dolls. And oh, they're yeah, just yeah, sitting yeah. there. Mm -hmm. And you're like, mm -hmm. Yeah, don't open that. Like. So I feel, and this was like long before I saw Annabelle type stuff. So the, that was creepy. But I think I like want to call out just the same as I love the big slug. Like that's yeah. like one of my favorite is like the slug thing. Because it's like you think about the creepiness of children's toys in general, like old children's toys. Like for them, it was great because it was what the thing was. And now for me as an adult, I'm like. Yeah, I have to get the least creepy toys for Well, the child. Jack in the Box is the weirdest thing, too, because literally the point of a Jack in the Box is to scare your child. <laughs> it's like watching a... Yeah. Well, because it's just that. <laughs> I'm sorry, dog. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's just that next level because it has the clown mask over top, and it's not even just like oh that it has it there. It's there's like, like one piece of it here, yeah. and then there's so one piece on something. either side of like the bottom mouth as it opens so up, cool. and there's all the teeth, and yeah. it's just the slimiest, nastiest thing. That would just be literally <laughs> terrifying. That. It, uh, even though all of these people were already kind of on notice that, hey, something's not right, something's not going well, they saw that, and it was the <laughs> next level of, well, that's oh, it. Man. What was it that um, 
I'm gonna look up their names because I can't. I feel like I'm Linda Allison Tolman's character. Uh-huh. She's he, they go downstairs and she's just like, "What happened?" Or the husband's like, "What happened up there?" She's like, "I don't think you'd want to listen to." It. He's like, "I just got my ass handed to me by <laughs> Christmas cookies. I think I can handle it." <laughs> oh man, I think what's fun about this too is like as you progress on and like the house like gets destroyed and kind of things change and all in one room. But, like, once they all get sucked out of the home and they're all, like, doing the chant. Because, like, we're going to make a run for it. We're going to get the thing. And then outside is Krampus and all of his, like, little dark elves. And they're around, like, this fire pit type thing. And you're, like, amazing. Oh, oh, at the end? Yeah, sorry. I'm talking, like, sorry. sorry, I'm, like, building, jumping as far. It's not me saying it's time to go. It's mostly, like, I like how we go from, like, oh, here's some Christmas cookies to, like, demonic figures dancing around a pit. But it it makes sense and it's great because it's Christmassy. It's, like, oh, it's cold but we're having a bonfire there's a pit everything is good but i guess vince what else do you want to kind of chat about with this one you have a list over here uh no i was just gonna look and see if i did have anything else on my list um but i i could get to the ending i mean we're skipping over a lot but that's the yeah what do you know i don't want to skip too far no yeah uh krampus how he really looks because you know i mean yeah we got to talk about him we're talking about monsters right exactly we're talking about monsters we get to where we're looking at krampus and again like it was my first time watching it, and it's been a couple days, so I don't remember who it is. Is it the kid that comes? Right, because he gets the bell and stuff, right? Who comes, like, face-to-face oh my gosh, with yes. him? Because you think of Krampus, and you got, you know, the big horns and stuff like that. But normally, and I mean, like, you know, there's all people's different ideas or whatever. You know, you got the cloven hooves and, and stuff. But usually I think of the horns, and then you've got just, like, kind of like this weird wrinkled, like, gray kind of face is usually like what I think about like right there right that's usually what I think about yeah but you had the horns that are curled up there and then you had like a regular like Saint Nicholas red type of cloak yeah and then under oh, right. that was this old pulled down skin wrinkled like this the skin you moist about? wet like face that's under this hood that you, they, because you know, for the longest time they kind of just you know they show him jumping they on the roofs him. and and then there was one part that I was like, oh my gosh, like that I kind of laughed at. Not that it was like stupid, but I was like, what the heck? When they were looking at the snowmen outside, because mm-hmm. a lot of times in horror movies, you know, it's like something dashes behind somewhere or something like that, and you're like, oh, what was that? This was like that, except for you saw him running for like three seconds. It was just him like running across the yard. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what the heck? What was that? But it just kind of shows that, right? Like Mm. pictures of him fleeting or from far away and stuff like that. And then when it's time, they don't hold anything back in getting into his face and just showing how creepy and nasty it could be. And then the close up on the eyeball too and seeing it's like kind of like a goat demon like Mm -hmm. not like a normal iris at all so do you think that that was his face or was he wearing like a human mask straight straight up that's his face i think you think so he's just like this melted deformed version of santa i mean would you like to know the krampus wikia answers about this so his species is ancient demonic creature half ram half bull and half demon or part demon i guess and then the height is 2.8 meters, nearly the size of an adult demigorgon. Well, this is <laughs> way bigger than that. Yeah. Well, that's just demigorgon. A, and I love then, how the, these yeah, comparisons we're making. Yeah. And then, so here's, that to the here's some of the things that they talk about as well. A relative of Krampus, St. Nicholas, counterpart, Santa Claus, friend. <laughs> Are St. Nicholas and Santa Claus the same person? I don't know. 
I don't know, learn I don't know my Santa about Claus lore. lore very well. But also, um, the place of birth for Krampus. Are you ready for this? South Pole. Either hell or an underground cavern <laughs> in the Central European <laughs> Alpine region. I was way off. <laughs> hell or <laughs> somewhere under Germany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So originally he originates as from the Krampusnacht, a holiday that's celebrated in the Alpine regions of Austria and Bavaria. See, I was and I was kind uh, of going on with that the idea of he is a demon from hell. Yeah, and I feel like all of the monsters are kind of wearing like holiday masks, even though they're demons, you know. And you see their faces kind of come out from behind their mask, or whatever. I was kind of thinking the same thing with Krampus, like that was his mask. Oh, it's like a demon behind it. But. Sorry, I wanted to answer your question though. <clears throat> oh, Sorry, yeah. I forgot. I want to read this section. I got off the Krampus wiki really quick, but to answer your question. He dresses in a long, thick, patched red hooded robe trimmed with dirty gray fur and spattered entirely in change while his hooves and long demon tail are shown sticking out underneath it. Krampus also wears a screaming, demonic, Santa-like face mask. Oh, so it is. There you go. That covers his entire face except for his red goat-like eyes and mouth. Which is just seeing through it, so just wanted to call that out. And really that makes well. sense. I gotta go watch it and like pause on it. Because because okay. I feel like it, it looked so old that I was like, it either is like because I was like, oh, oh it's here just we like go. Here's him a, and he's super old and the, here's a gift of it. It's just, it's just like constantly thing. open and hanging low. But look mm-hmm. at that gift though. That make that really brings it out for you right there. Do you see what I'm uh-huh. talking about? Here you go. Like, yeah, look I at feel this, you. Though. It's terrifying. I didn't know that was a mask, though. It, it does, yeah, I, I can't tell either. Like, it almost looks like his face. Like, sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, I don't know. I had he wears it very, very well. <laughs> wears, it looks very nice. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Do, hi, hi, Mr. Demon. What would you like to do? Like an old wrinkly face mask, please. <laughs> oh, perfect. Let's put it on you. <gasps> it really brings out the color of your eyes. <laughs> I'm going to invite Krampus over for some soul cream later. <laughs> oh, no. That's a great but. Um, I think really quickly, too, is one of the things I kind of liked about this, and I, I apologize for jumping so far ahead earlier, was kind of how, like, you brought up the bell that the grandma received and kind of, like, passed around and shares and, like, kind of is aware we're aware of. But I also liked how they tie in Christmas throughout the whole thing in, like, not such an awkward way. Like, at one point in time, right, the tree issue and kind of what happens with that, and they kind of salvage the presents and still do the thing. They're, like, trying to make the best of, like, a bad situation, which you kind of talked about. You're like, kind of like, oh, this is the moral thing. Josh got no consumerism, and you're kind of <laughs> like, oh, you could do this. And I was like, I love how that kind of, like, experience happens as well. It's like they kind of, like, bring the heartwarming in amongst the humor and the yeah. the, the fear. And, but what I, but I, oh, man, I'm just, oh. I got one more thing to say I about Krampus. This, I kicked this dog in the head. Um, but yeah, go. Uh, when he first crawls through the fireplace is and just it breaks. one of the coolest reveals in entire. Like it's just one of the coolest reveals. Period. He literally crawls down, and you see his creepy hands come out, and those giant horns just kind of like sneak out. But that's all after freaking fireplace just like shatters and breaks broken, open right. and he just like slunks out Slunk. and confronts yeah. freaking what's her name the grandma i forgot her name umi or, uh, umi. <laughs> or whatever <laughs> such that's so cool anyway that's all i just had to throw that in there one last thing that i nerded out about yes but i got a question about the ending if you guys are ready to get to the ending i'm ready are you ready i'm ready yeah let's do it okay so it all wraps up. Mm-hmm. Max gets a bell. He's off the hook. 
he decides to go save his family. Yeah. He confronts the Krampus. Krampus. Krampus laughs at him, chucks him in a giant hole, and he uh, wakes uh, up the next day. Yeah. And he's back at home. It's Christmas Day. And nothing happened. And then you slowly get this realization that something is off. You know, everything seems so happy. Everyone's learned to appreciate, especially Max has learned to appreciate his family, you know, and love each other. And everything's happy on Christmas Day. And then you slowly start to be reminded of all, they, they slowly start to be reminded of all these weird things that happen. And it pans out. And it's like they're in a snow globe. And you're in the Krampus's, like, demon house. Yeah. My question is, what is your interpretation of that ending? Because there's two ways that I can look at it, and I don't know which one I want it to land on for my canon headcanon. What's your what's your what's your two ways? There's a very sad way, and there's well, a very happy well, way. Here, that let's I can read let's it. let's do ours first yeah, before oh, okay. we go on, because maybe there's something that we think that's not even one of Vince's. So I'll say this originally. Yeah, I was that close to hating this movie. Because for a second there, I thought that they were just going to say, oh, it was all just a dream. Nothing happened. We're a happy family. All that stuff never happened. You just dreamed it. Merry Christmas. Boom. The movie was over. And I was about to be like, boo. (laughs) Boo. I don't love. I was literally, you could ask Jaleesa. I was yelling at the TV. I was like, there's no way they did all that. They're just backing out on it. This is BS. This is BS. And then like you said, he opens the present and it's the bell. And they all just kind of. It pans to each of the different people. And the way they do it also, done so well, very well. They pan to each of the different people and they hear some of the things so you can tell that they're remembering what had happened. And so all of those things happen. So I think I can also kind of think of it in a couple ways. The one way is because he was talking about from either what he had learned or all these different things, he was like, I know you can take it back. Is like what he was saying when he was confronting the Krampus. Yeah, because he's talking about his wish, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's what he's wanting to get back. Exactly. He's like, I know you can take it back or whatever. And so part of me is How did I saying... S- we skip this part, though, really quickly. Sorry. I, no, you're fine. Uh, we, the reason this all happens, by the way, is because the grandma says, send your letter to Santa. The cousins discover the letter and talks about all the things like that's going on in the family and kind of does it. So he shreds it and like that wishes for them to all. Yeah. Wishes away. Yeah. Everything could be done away with. And like that, like Christmas doesn't need to happen this way or whatever. And that's what sets everything off. So sorry, we missed this part. And it's such a huge thing. That's my bad. I jumped us around. Now keep going. No, Krampus wants to takes it back. Well, because, and then because if I'm not mistaken, Krampus like has like the burn because he, he shreds it and then it ends up in the fire or something at he one point, ra- right? He wraps the bell oh. in the letter. So when he opens up the bell, you see his letter on it. His thing on it, yeah. So so my one interpretation is because of his wish and everything, his family is brought back and it's as if it never happened. But even though no one else, anywhere else would remember it, like this family just has this memory of what happened and it's like a like psychological terror type of like the thing that they just kind of have to live with it the rest of their lives. They're alive and it's as if it didn't happen, but all of them have that shared memory. So it happened, right? Mm-hmm. That's one interpretation. Another one that I thought of is they're all died. They're all dead and they're in hell and they're just like remembering or, or the afterlife or whatever it is. And like kind of, to a to b they are literally in said snow globe in krampus's workshop 
Yeah. So I guess that's three, but like that, two of them are kind of close. That's my exact. That's my interpretations too. Either it's a, it's a happy, it's a happy ending where they learned their lesson and they learned to appreciate that each other and their Krampus gave them their life back, gave them a second chance, or B, he laughed in the kid's face and Literally shoved them, them into purgatory so they have to live this Groundhog's Day Christmas over and over and over again because that's what the kid wanted. He wanted Christmas to be just like it used to be, and so it's just like Krampus, is like yeah, you want that. You're not going to want it after a million days of living the same day over and over and over again because Krampus comes to take. He doesn't come to reward. <laughs> so did he take this family and shove them into a snow globe to live the same day and torture each other for the rest of eternity? Or did they have a happy ending where they got away with it? And Here's the thing. There was so many new. snow globes, right, of different houses and different things. So how many people has he taken prisoner? Or is this just his way of watching them is through the snow globes? He can see everyone on earth because he has this, this magic snow globes to watch That's them. how he sees well, you when you're sleeping. Remember, the grandma says her entire town was destroyed by Krampus. And so that town wasn't rebuilt. Everyone was gone. So that's why she had to leave in theory, right? I think they're just straight up in snow globe hell. Like that, they're living so, groundhog. That's day. definitely the funner yeah, interpretation. Like, oh, it's a dark up. ending. And Krampus comes, shakes it up, and his little minions go in there. I think they have to relive it. I think that, like, it's really interesting, right? And I, this is not going into like anything amazing or too crazy, but like, there's this whole tree of decisions that you can make, and like decisions that are now close to you because of decisions you made, <laughs> and decisions you could make going forward. I think they could change the outcome of the snow globe and stuff like that, but I think it would have to be like a pure of heart thing. Like things have to change. Like, but how do you change things? You wake up every morning grateful. What is the interactions that happen to that point until the bell rings and then boom, could be a less hellish day or it could be like a, you know, little Nikki hell scene, you know, type thing. I don't know. But I definitely think that they're they're stuck in Groundhog Day. I, when you called that, I was like, Great I was thinking Palm Springs type thing. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, Palm Springs. <laughs> and then, so there's that. Curse to really live Christmas over and over again with the people that you can't stand the most. Well, like what a what a great ending. Well, and when you talk about <laughs> this, right, and we look at the actual <laughs> dynamics of that family, sister and brother argue and do things because they're teenagers of that age. They're not friends anymore. Mom and dad allegedly don't really like each other. Dad is very absent. Mom is very, like, over the top of trying to make things just right and perfect, like those type of things. Aunt, whatever her name is, who's, like, the hooch drinker, you know, like, just definitely, like, doesn't like kids and, like, being around them. Is very ungrateful for the things people do for them. The uncles and aunts, like, the uncle and aunt, right, like, and their kids, like, the uncle wishing the kids were we're boys and the boy who's his son, he doesn't even care about because he's just, you know, and like so many things, the mom and like with the baby, like it's so much. And it's like, that is literal hell. Like, I, just, I couldn't ask for a better ending than this. It's yeah. so, it's so open-ended and up for interpretation. You can have the happy ending. You can have the sad ending. It's completely up to you. And I think this is the moment that it just like, cements itself as such an awesome movie not only is it so much fun the whole way through but then it just ends on this like it's not even a cliffhanger ending it's just this open ending of just like what could be you know i it's just it was really smart way to to end it for me definitely one of the highlights and like i said it got me that close to hating it Mm -hmm. it it swung right because i enjoyed it however much and then it was like i'm gonna hate this movie oh my gosh this movie is (laughs) incredible i'm gonna watch it every year you know like yeah Yeah, that's a new christmas tradition 
So I, I guess mean, I just have to throw in there. There was an alternate ending too. Okay. They added to it, and I I saw it and I was just like, oh, is this gonna answer my question? It doesn't. It's pretty much the same ending, except for literally the only difference is Max is the only one who recognizes what happened, uh, and everybody else just keeps going throughout the day as if nothing happens. So that I remember watching this because everyone's like just doing their thing and happy and. But that doesn't do that. So I'm yeah. glad they chose the ending they did, which is good. But that one would make me question it even more where they are because, like, his family and everyone is unsuspecting of the Krampus to begin with, right? And what's going on? But wouldn't it be absolute hell for you, the Wishmaker, to, to have trapped man. your family in literal hell with Krampus for eternity yeah. and be the only one who knows that? Pretty good. Good movie. <laughs> All right. Excellent. On, Thank on you, a scale Vince. of one to, what did you rate this on Letterbox? By the way, now I, I, I guess you, your old half, one you did it before. Josh, what did I'd you give it a four it? on this one. Here's the thing: I think I gave I, it I a three, but the more we've talked about it, I would probably give it a three and a half. I might even go up higher than that, just because I love it so much. Like for me, like I've said over and over again, a five is not a perfect movie. It's just a movie that I absolutely love, and so this is a movie that I absolutely love, and I think it would. If I, I, I'd probably put it four and a half, five-ish, you know. I just, I just love it. It's just, it's a classic yeah. cult movie for me. So that's how I feel about, like, Love Actually, to be honest with you. So that's why Love Actually is a five-star film to me. I would give this a five-star as well. Like, because it's fun, it's enjoyable, and it's something that makes me want to enjoy something that is, like, of the season, but not, like, just your typical, like, ah, oh, sorry, Josh, I'm going to your drain. Commercialized Christmas production, mm-hmm. right? Like, I want something that's a little bit unique and fun and kind of like silly, but that like gives like you get a like a literal situational peer peek into people's lives and the struggles they have, but you still leave kind of feeling happy, but also like what's going on? Like I love that. Like and also something that's really interesting when you talk about the ending of this film. I'm sorry, I want to close out with this. I just got the second win. Have you watched Spirited yet? Of course. Spirited? Spirited, the Apple TV one. Oh, oh, with Will the, oh, no, 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 with Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, have I you have watched not. it? Okay, have you watched it? Mm, okay. I watched it last so time. I'm not going to do it, but I will say, I'm not going <laughs> to go into the spoiler. It's fine, it's fine. Another movie you Josh guys, hasn't seen. You guys have so many movies I also haven't seen, so it's totally good. But I'm just going to say, what the best part is, is an ending doesn't have to have the perfect desirable ending, and this film does not. I don't feel satisfied with the ending because I don't know the full outcome, but I feel so satisfied not knowing the outcome that I want to watch it again to see if I can find the outcome and enjoy it more. That's my four bits. I like it. Allah. And thank oh, you man. so much for tuning in <laughs> to the Pause, Run, Play podcast. We'll see you again next time.